Hi, welcome to Ottawa Church of Christ. Today I want to look at Eric Erickson's eight stages of human development. Erickson developed this theory and he takes us from birth right down through death and he shows the progression of our mental development as we grow and go through life. What I would like to do with his development theory, just to help maybe give it a little bit more understanding, is I want to put it in a simple chart that I have here on the board at this time. And I'm going to call it the, the mental growth chart. First way to the beginning when you're first born is you a person, a child, needs to trust the parent. This is where the mother-baby relationship needs to grow, and that's in our first years. That's where the love comes from. The child either learns to be trusting, loving, or he's, he's not going to trust. He's going to have mistrust issues for the rest of his life. The early years of a child are so important to get that foundation going. Then the child needs to learn to obey the parent to become autonomous. This is where the parents are teaching the children potty training. And the child needs to learn to trust the parent and obey the parent and then learn to become independent and, and autonomous. If not, the child learns shame and, and, and shame and doubt for the rest of their lives. And then the third stage we see here, three to five years, is where the child now starts to learn to share that which they've learned from, the, from, from their parents with other children. And this is where they have initiative. They're going to start playing with other children. They're going to practice playing little games and, and they're going to share their toys. And there's, this is where they're going to develop initiative. If they want to be happy and get along with other kids, they have to initiate. Either that, they're going to have guilt where they're going to withdraw from the other children and they're going to struggle. And they'll have that withdrawal because they probably struggle with shame and guilt and they have mistrust issues. So you see, the first five years of a child is so vital to their mental development in the years that are coming, coming ahead. The educational system, we send them off to school, 6 to 12, that's grade 1 to grade, uh, grade 8. And here's where the child learns industry. Here's where he's going to learn to do the projects. Here's where he's going to be watching, seeing how other children are developing, see if he's keeping up or if he's falling behind. But he's going to learn that if I apply myself long enough, there's going to be success. That's industry. And if he doesn't learn how to do that, he's going to be struggling with inferiority because he thinks he's falling behind everybody else and he's going to have that inferiority complex. Then the teenage years, 13 to 19, this is the struggle of identity versus role confusion. Teenagers just don't know who they are or what they're going to be in the future. And that's too hard for them to really decide at this time. So they're trying different hairstyles, they're trying different clothes, they're trying different languages, they're trying different behaviors. They're all over the map because they're struggling to find identity, because they're struggling with role confusion. And that's where they're trying to obey or the education system to see how they fit into the world in which they are now coming of age to. Then, once they get out of the high school or the college and university, now they're learning to share what they've learned with another person. 20 to, 20 to 40 is the intimacy years versus isolation. They learn dating. They learn how to respect other people. They learn how to get along with friendships versus isolating themselves. Then, 40 to 65-year-old, here comes generativity versus stagnation. This is what... Um, Erickson is saying is you're in a job and, and it's the job that you want 
And so creativity is happening and, you, and you're progressing in this job and you're very happy and the, and the family life is coming along. Things are going well for you because you're trusting in the world experience in which you find yourself. That's great. If not, you're into stagnation. You're into a dead-end job. It's definitely not the job you've ever wanted it to be, but it's what you've got to struggle with just to put food on the table. Here comes the stagnation. And here's the, the one that I like to add to Erickson's chart because he only has eight and I like to have nine. This is the midlife crisis, 40 to 50-year-olds. Because they find themselves stuck with stagnation, then they don't have the stability that they need. They go off and buy the, sporty, the, the hot sporty car or they're going off on crazy vacations for a year or two years. This is that midlife crisis where you really need to be stable and secure with who you are or else you're going to get caught up in that craziness that, that's going to be happening. And then finally he finishes it off, 65 plus years, ego integrity, you're happy, you're looking back over your entire life, you're happy with the way, you, the, the way things have, have come. So you share your world experiences with other people. You have wisdom and, and that's how people look upon you. Or if you're definitely not happy because you've struggled through all of this stuff, you're going to be into a world of despair. Uh, you're just not happy with anything, you just live with all this regret. And that's how mental growth happens with humans through the physical stages. That's what Erickson is pointing out. Now, I bring this to our attention. Why? Because spiritual growth, when I, I'm born again, when I become a Christian in my adult years, not when I'm a baby, but when I'm an adult, when I decide to put on Christ through the waters of baptism, God gives me uh, an education with love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are the fruits of the Holy Spirit to help me learn to develop my spiritual being. I'm a new creature. And so it's just like a child being born, and we're going to go through nine stages just like the human child, uh, human people do. So let's, let's compare the two as we go down through. When you first become a Christian, you've got to learn to trust. You've got to learn to fall in love with God's Word. Love is generated. Jesus says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So this is where we're, that love has to come into it. And when a person first becomes a Christian, they've got to learn, definitely, to learn to trust God's word. And, and, and without that, they have no solid foundation, and they're going to struggle with their Christian walk from here on in. Second thing we need to learn to do is get into joy, to be autonomous. Uh, Matthew six, or Mark 16, 16, he who is believed is baptized shall be saved. He who is disbelieved, condemned. What do I need to see? I need to see I'm going to obey God's word, put my full obedience in God's word, and that's going to create autonomy. That's going to create joy because I can do it. I don't need to listen to somebody else. I'm my own person. I'm in the family of God. And when I've been baptized, now I know I'm a child of God, and I've got that confidence. It creates joy. And as I go through, progress through my Christian walk, the more I put the word of God into practice, the happier I become, the more autonomous I become. Now I need to learn to share. When I share God's word with God's people, then peace reigns in my life. And right after they got baptized in the first year of the church, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, the breaking bread, and to prayer. That's Acts chapter 2, verse 42. What are they showing? They're showing initiative. 
They're not just sitting back and being, just going, oh, well, I'm saved. They're showing initiative. They're getting out. They're getting together with one another. And they're, they're sharing the things in which they've learned through their own personal study. Then we come to patience. Patience is when I learn to trust that God's going to come into my life and act. That's God's blessings. God hears prayer and he answers prayer in his time. But I need to have patience. Hebrews says, consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking the assembly together as a habit of some, encouraging one another, all the more as you see the day drawing near. You become a Christian at 30, 35 years old. you got to go until you die, 80, 90 years old. That's a long haul. So we've got to have patience, and we've got to be learning to focus and study and stimulate one another to love and good deeds. we got to care for one another. We can't give up on our fellowship and our worship together. We need to hang in there. That's called industry. I've got to now start focusing on doing things to encourage other people. Now I'm obeying God's blessing. This is kindness. Here comes that identity problem. And I think this is one of the, one of the problems the church struggles with in this day and age because we don't teach this. Romans 12, 6 to 8 says, Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy, service, teaching, exhorting, giving, leading, showing mercy. Seven gifts, the number seven is perfection. Seven gifts are in the church. Seven gifts, you have one of these specific seven gifts. Not everybody's into teaching. Not everybody's into knocking doors. Not everybody's into. See, you don't have to be doing the same thing everybody else is doing. What you have to do is find which of these seven gifts is what you're all about and then put that into practice and that's the active part of the body of Christ that you need to be. If not, you're into role confusion because you don't know. You're trying to be the teacher. You're trying to be the preacher. That's not what you are. And we need, as the church, help people to find their identity in the body of Christ. And now you're into goodness. Goodness, intimacies, when you're sharing God's blessings with others. What do you share? Your conversion. God has blessed you with total forgiveness. God has blessed you with eternal life. This is goodness. What does Jesus say? Go make disciples, all nations, baptized in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always too, even to the end of the age. Yes. That's the thing I want you to do, is to go share. And what's that called? Intimacy. You need to learn to be intimate with other people. That's showing them that you were lost and how you became saved. When we show people what we went through, maybe they'll respond. Maybe they won't. But you've got to be able to show people the situation of who you were. Then we come to faithfulness. Trusting God's guidance. Continuing to remain faithful. Peter says, for this reason, also applying all diligence in your faith. Supply, moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. If these are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is faithfulness. This is generativity. This is understanding that I am a Christian and I've really got to start putting this together and I've got to continue to grow. And as I'm growing, I'm going to be helping other people. That's what the faithful Christian does. Gentleness is power under control. I'm still going to reach out and touch the lives of other people knowing they're going to reject the things I say. 1 Peter 4.16, if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in his name, in this name. 
And that's what stability is. Regardless of the persecution, regardless of the rejection, I'm still going to be the person that I truly need to be. And then finally, self-control. Matthew 24, 46, 47, who is the faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in charge of his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly, I say he'll put him in charge of all his possessions. This is integrity. Yes, we've given an awful lot of responsibility. Am I being the responsible Christian that I need to be? Am I in control of that which God has blessed me with? Erickson shows us the development theory. These are physical stages which all humans are going to be going through, and this is what makes us to think the way we think today. When we put it in the chart, it really does make an awful lot of sense. And we have the chart of the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And when we put the two together, what we see is physically we grow in this direction, but spiritually we, 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 we go the same way. Except the beauty of the spiritual growth is I can always be redoing it. If I'm struggling with kindness, what I need to do is always come back to this thing called love and joy, peace, patience, kindness will, will correct itself. It's a beautiful chart because I can, it's, it's, it's like a giant wheel as I go through this thing, but I'm always coming back to love. If a Christian has a problem, he needs to come back to his trust in God's word. And then am I obeying God's word? Do I have the joy? And am I sharing that with other people? Uh, it's, it's a self-corrector. It's better than psychiatrists. They can go back and say, oh, well, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, and here's a drug. When we come to God's word, we point out the word of God, and God says, hey, come back to love me. Find the joy, find the peace. And all I like to do is bring up the psychiatrists because they see what humans are really all about. And then when we look at the Bible, what we're seeing is what God's teaching our spiritual lives are really all about. The two are the same. One's on a different level than the other. But in reality, we're seeing that these guys are discovering what God has already laid out for us an awful long time ago. Thank you for watching.